Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. And today we are talking all about manifestation and visualizations and how to bring things that you want into the world and I'm very deep and husky today proper podcasting voice this isn't it I should Mm. try to keep it going I can't um, advocate getting a a bad chest just to get the voice though I'd rather have my normal voice but yeah very Rula Lenska you won't even know who Rula Lenska is well yeah no but it sounds like a cool name <laughs> she was she had a very deep husky voice. So anyway, yes, enough about me. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, like what it's like at the moment when um you get a cold. Like, I rarely get colds, but the boys have had colds ever since they get went back to school. So it's inevitable that I've finally picked up a germ. And um, you know, you're testing all the time to make sure you haven't got COVID. It's but it's just like regular cold flu and things are just flying around all the time still we've been locked away for like a year and a half haven't we so your immune system has to get fired back up again yeah so listeners fear not you can't catch covid over the radio waves <laughs> by jill talking in your earphones and i haven't got covid because i keep <laughs> testing that to see if i've got covid because you just panic nowadays don't you like get a cold and you think you've got my boys like are kind of wishing that they had it they keep going I've got it and I'm like no your tests are back negative so anyway yeah I've just got a bit of a cold that's all but it's just all goes on my chest so anyway today we are talking about well actually we've already talked about this haven't we we should explain what happened last time so just before we recorded our last episode me and Dan were going oh haven't we done well we've recorded 80 odd episodes without anything going corrupt and then what happened Dan we manifested that ourselves. That was a, a, um, an example of manifestation in progress. We put that out in the universe and the universe delivered. I believe in coincidences, but to do 80 <laughs> episodes with nothing go wrong and then to literally say, wow, we've done so well to get this far and not, and not lose any files. And then literally an hour later, the it all crashes and comes crumbling down. <laughs> we definitely manifested that into our lives. And, uh, yeah. It was ironic that our, the one that we lost was about manifestation and we'd manifested that. So this is this is reality, folks. This is it. This is this is real. <laughs> we have examples of how real that is. And it's real on a negative as well. People think about manifesting as a positive thing, but you can manifest negativity as well. Yeah, just like we manifested corruption. Corruption. Vile corruption. In, in the podcast world. <laughs> I think we should definitely, I think our next episode, we should do um, how to manifest a million pounds daily. Because we're on a, we're on a good run. We seem to be manifesting things at will. So yeah. let's go for that one next. Yeah, I think so. Right. So <laughs> let's talk about this manifestation malarkey because um, manifestation is something that like, we probably, I've probably done it for a very long time, but hadn't really called it a thing. And also um, it sounds all a bit woo woo, doesn't it? But it's not, it's, um, There is a lot of science behind this and top athletes and all of that kind of people, the top people use this as a technique to um, be clear, get clarity around what they actually want and what they don't want. Yeah. Like you said, it does sound very woo woo 
it's a term that hippies use and it's all very airy fairy, which to be honest, it does sound like that, doesn't it? When the mm. secret came out, they use like visualization and manifestation and the law of attraction. And yeah, I get it. It does sound a bit naff, but if you label it as something else, which suits you, it still works the same. Athletes have been doing it since the sixties. It became very popular <clears throat> in Eastern Europe mm. um, and they just called it mental rehearsal. But that just sounds mm-hmm. a bit more scientific, but it's the same thing. That's obviously a very specific goal, like weightlifting or going down a ski slope. They just visualize the fight or they visualize the track. But for for kind of what we're talking about, if you want to visualize good health or good business, that's a little bit more vague, but you're still doing the same thing. It's just that mental rehearsal of the outcome, which you which you desire, and the mental rehearsal of overcoming the obstacles, which inevitably going to happen. So if you just want to label it something else that's totally fine but because me and jilla hippies as well manifestation and visualization sounds like a good podcast topic (laughs) and of course it's just prayer people have built prayer into their lives for so long you know like ask god to answer your prayers what you're going to pray pray for tonight and you know say say your prayers before bed it was built into life um from you know since the dawn of christianity and now we've kind of lost that a little bit now because not as many people are going to church and whatnot. But that's what it was, putting things out there. Um, what's the word? Speaking them <laughs> along with my chest, <laughs> my chest cold. I've also lost the use of words today as well. So I'm having one of those days. So, yeah, it's like articulating. That's the word I wanted. Articulating it and putting it out there in the universe. And, you know, universe god whoever you believe is out there is listening it's being packaged in many different ways i think like if you speak to someone who's religious they will say that it's it's prayer if you speak to someone Mm -hmm. who's maybe spiritual not religious they might call it affirmations if you speak to someone who's high performance they might call it mental rehearsal if you speak to someone who's a real hippie they might call it visualization it's just all different tags for the same thing so we're going to break it down what it is good and bad and how to implement it Um, into your life yeah exactly so um in a nutshell it's basically about turning your dreams into reality although this is the what got on my nerves with the secret when it first came out was like people were like i'm visualizing i'm visualizing the porsche i'm visualizing this that and the other and they were just sitting there on the sofas visualizing all this thing and none of it was coming true and they were like going i want my money back The thing with visualization is that you ha- actually have to take proactive steps to um, to to deliver that dream. Yeah. So if you want the help from the universe, you've got to help yourself. The universe helps those who help themselves. Yeah, we've said this before. Kind of the universe meets you halfway. Like yeah. it's brilliant to have to visualize uh, a dream outcome, and but then you also have to visualize the steps it takes to get there. You have Mm -hmm. to visualize the obstacles, but then you actually have to put that plan into action. So visualization is just a plan, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't visualize all those little steps in between, then the universe is not going to do all of its little bit in between to kind of meet you halfway. So yeah, like the secret, people just thought they could sit there and just manifest these fantastic things into their life. But it's it's just idiotic, really, isn't it? You can't Mm -hmm. sit on the couch and just manifest something into your life. You're just going to manifest bad health by sitting on the couch and and probably going to manifest frustration because you're not getting what you think um, you should be getting just by thinking about it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, it's it's missing a few big aspects. I've got a good quote for you. 
Um, manifestation is making everything you want to feel and experience a reality via your thoughts, actions, beliefs, and emotions. So you have to actually become the person who has the thing, which is actually a massive step in manifestation. It's actually becoming the person who can deal with that. Yeah, and I think that if you just become the person who does the steps to get to the goal, you kind of almost forget about the goal because you just are mm-hmm. the person and these goals just happen to you anyway. Mm-hmm. If you if you know what I mean, you just yeah. if you become that person, then that is you've achieved what you what you set out to do anyway, really. Mm-hmm. If you want to become a fit person, then you focus on going to the gym every day. We don't focus on the end result of you becoming a fitter person, do you? Yeah, exactly. Although that that outcome is in the it's kind of in the back of your mind. Yeah. You're much more, it's much more beneficial to just visualize <coughs> yourself going to the gym, visualize yourself yeah. eating a healthy meal. That's like the, the whole James clear thing. It's just doing the little bits and that leads to the big outcome. Yeah. And also when the universe um, is answering you, sometimes it answers you in the weirdest of ways as well. Like for me, let's take an example. When I left my job, one of my dreams was always to have my own studio. Like always, I remember when the lottery first started, like in 1980 or something, 1990. And everyone was like, oh, what are you going to do if you win the lottery? And mine was always to have my own studio. Like I remember it years ago, years ago. I always had that in the back of my head. Anyway, then I packed my job in. And literally one, like a week after I packed my job in and decided that I was going to be a Pilates teacher, one of my friends I was talking to, her at our book group, which has now become the wine group, which has now become the we don't actually drink anymore group. <laughs> um, so we um, were talking and I was, she was looking for a premises for her business. And I remember saying, oh, have you found anywhere for your business? And she was like, no, but I found the perfect place for you. And I was like, mm, oh, it's too early. I've only just um, finished. I'm, only, I'm not ready. And then um, she said, no, you've got to go and have a look at it. And I did. And then that's what is my studio today. And but I didn't have the resources in place or anything, but I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I became the person by jumping in at the deep end and saying yes to the contract and all of that kind of stuff when I really couldn't afford it at that point in time or I wasn't really ready for it. But yeah, six years later, I've still got it. Yeah, there's a really famous quote by a. Uh... Don't know who this guy was. He might have been like a philosopher, I think, in the 1800s, American guy. He was called Ralph Waldo Emerson. I don't know if you've heard of him. I have. But one of his most famous quotes or sayings is, do the thing and you will have the power. So if you want to become something or to have something, you just have to just take the first steps. And it might feel too soon. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn. You're going to fail. But do the thing and you will have the power. You just have to start and like you with the with the studio, it was probably too soon, but mm-hmm. you that opportunity might have passed you by if you mm-hmm. didn't just just jump at it. And that's true. And like you were saying, some things become in funny ways. And and often I found in my life, you just intuitively know that something is going to happen to you. Like in a, mm-hmm. you often don't really realize it until after the fact. And then you think back and you're like, wow, that feeling was so strong. I always knew it was going to happen. And because it feels so natural, you don't really think about it often. And then when you do, you think those feelings don't come around too often. Like you said about the studio, you just, you always mm. knew you, you were going to have it. I remember mm. when I signed up for the Czech Institute, kind of, I remember going to like an open day and, and just being there and just seeing the material. And I just thought like, this is for me. Like I can, I just knew it was going to happen. 
Mm. And there's only for the Czech Academy, there's only like 15 to 20 people per year in Europe. So like, it's, I'd say quite slim really, but I just, I just knew, I just thought this is, I'm kind of, I'm meant to be here. I intuitively Mm. knew. So I don't know whether I manifested or visualized, visualized it, but I don't know, it, it all, it's kind of in the same field of that, that inner kind of knowing mm. and then, and then acting upon it as well. Cause I, obviously it did sign up, but that was probably because Gavin Jennings was a really good salesman, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still my choice. And I thought, yeah, this is definitely for me. And then I went or forward. was it your them, so. choice? <laughs> yeah. You probably <laughs> Darren Brown's and, uh, yeah, as Warren said, uh, you don't find the Czech Institute. The Czech Institute finds you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> so when you've been, when you are trying to manifest something into your life, then one of the first stages of manifestation is to know exactly what you want and be as specific as you can be. So instead of saying things like, I want to meet the man of my dreams, my soulmate, start saying things like, I want to meet someone who is interested in blah, blah, blah. And they have these qualities, blah, 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 these characteristics, be very specific. And also what that does is puts that in your head. So it removes all distractions. So if you are getting distracted all the time by all these other little things and you're thinking, uh, if you actually have your dream written down, your purpose, what you want to do, that stops all those distractions because say like the dating thing that I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about because it's been like I've been married for 20 years. So um, the, uh, so like say you were saying, right, I want to meet someone with such and such characteristics. When you meet all the people who haven't got those characteristics, well, maybe before you would have gone, oh, well, they're all right. Let's see how it goes. Then you would just filter those out automatically, wouldn't you? Filter out all the distractions because while you're being distracted, your perfect partner might be just waiting in the wings. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is a good analogy or not, but like you said, once you get really specific and you niche down on what you want in, in mm-hmm. any area of life, then yeah, all the stuff that you don't want just doesn't take up any mental space, just passes mm-hmm. you by. Whereas if you, if you're very vague about things and everything kind of picks your interest a little bit, mm-hmm. and then what is it? If you, if you try to catch two rabbits, you'll catch none. Mm-hmm. So like you need to go after what you want. So it's kind of like, say if you were interested in buying a car and you thought like when you, when you bought your mini, mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm really, I really want a cream mini with black wheels and a soft top. Mm-hmm. Then probably for the next few weeks, whenever you're driving down the motorway, you'd, you'd really notice if you saw oh, another minis, mini, yeah. but mm-hmm. in the weeks going up to that, when you didn't want that, they would have just passed you by. It kind of like if you get really specific, it, opportunities seem to come up and you, you notice it so in the in the whole world of manifestation and visualization yeah it's really really important to niche down and be specific like that kind of be underestimated mm-hmm. absolutely and then once you are absolutely specific then you've got to say it you've got to write it down you've got to get it out there get it out of your head and onto paper into the ether whether that's via prayer, meditation, visualizations, speaking your intentions out loud. You've got to like imprint it onto your brain and into your body. Um, there's a 369 method I'll, I'll mention when I was doing research for this, which is um, mantraing. So like just saying, so say, you know, like for me, say I wanted to become the best Pilates teacher in the world. It would be like saying things like, uh, today, I am going to make sure that I, I don't know, 
learn so much stuff that I become the best Pilates teacher in the world. Keep saying it and saying it. And the three, six, nine method is say three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon and nine times in the evening. Keep it in. So if it was like eating healthy, like today I'm going to nourish my body and only eat foods that fulfill that goal of nourishment and then say it all the time. And what that does is it does, it trains your brain to like, so if you're going to say, I'm only going to eat nourishing foods, should a, a cake come along, <laughs> like cakes do come into your life, then you would be just strong. You've got the, you've got your mantras down and it's like, no, I'm only eating foods that will f- propel me towards my goal. I had a bit of it, like an interesting take on things like that uh, recently when, yeah, things which you were trying to repel or a, like temptation, which you know you shouldn't have come into your life. Mm. It can be hard to resist them, can't it? Mm-hmm. So I've heard someone kind of a, a different perspective, like that I've kind of really taken notice of. But he was saying like he looks at his life like from almost like a bird's eye view, like a voyeur. Like mm. if you saw yourself reaching for that cake and eating that cake, imagine yourself looking at yourself eating that cake and just being like, you feel Shaking so disappointed head. watching yourself doing it. Yeah. So kind of like be above yourself and watch yeah. yourself doing it. And it, it, kind, it kind of makes it feel, like feel kind of shameful to some degree. Yeah. If you, yeah, But that's a very strong emotion. So if you tie that shame to something which you know you shouldn't be doing, which is detracting from your goals and your health, then mm. it's probably going to be a, like a strong repellent to doing it. <clears throat> I know that um, Tony Robbins, I haven't dropped any Tony Robbins in for a while, have I? But I know he talks a lot about your future self. So start to think in terms of your future self. So if you are, um, you know, overweight or something, but you want to lose weight, think about it in terms of your future self. So when you're faced with some unhealthy food, let's say, you think, would my future self eat this? And then think about the person that you have to become to make those decisions, because those are the decisions that are going to be coming along on a daily basis. So it's like the universe tests you all the time, doesn't it? Like, can are you becoming, are you growing into the vessel that can that can do this thing? Um, I know Warren calls it the container. <laughs> Is your container growing or shrinking to um to accommodate like the container of wealth? If you, you know how all these lottery winners who win the lottery out of nowhere and then like Six months later, they've spent all their money and uh, back on the, you know, back unemployed and uh, bankrupt. Um, in Warren's, when Warren taught us that your vessel, your container for wealth, their container for wealth hadn't grown. They hadn't grown into the people who could ac- accept that wealth. They were still themselves with with a lot of money. So they just frittered it away and did, you know, the fancy holidays and the fancy cars, but then actually weren't growing into the type of people who could deal with that amount of wealth so it just went it went through their fingers slipped through their fingers because their container for growth wasn't big enough so you have to grow your container (laughs) so if you want to be a fit and healthy person you have to grow the habits that will create that like you know reducing the sugar increasing the water increasing the protein doing the exercise all that kind of stuff and those little things that you do daily increase your container to get a you know the, the body that you want they're all just forms of maturity. That's a good way to kind of think of it. Like yeah. you like you said with the, the lottery winners example, like you have financial maturity. If someone if you just gave a teenager a million pounds, it would be gone. Mm. But if, once you're an adult and you and you earn a million pounds, you know how much effort it takes to get there. Yeah. Like it's so you're not gonna you're not gonna waste it away because you've matured financially. 
you mature in relationships and you don't do childish behaviors anymore. That's kind of like the analogy we used, used before of, is it the bamboo tree that grows its roots for like five years and then in six mm. weeks it grows 20 foot high? Yeah. If it just had roots that were a millimeter deep and it grew 20 feet high, the first strong breeze would just blow it over. Mm. It's, it hasn't matured and grown into its body. So that's exactly the same with all these kind of little things. Like, would your future self do it? Don't just buy like, again, eating unhealthy food and and kind of being materialistic and buying things you don't need. It's just sacrificing tomorrow's happiness for today's happiness. Mm-hmm. Like having a cake or something, you might not think it's bad, but over a year doing it every day might take five years to undo that. It's really, mm-hmm. really hard. So yeah, I always thought when I was younger and that becoming the person you want to be and doing these miraculous things was like, you were going to have these big breakthroughs. And then the, the more you age and you mature, you just think it's not, it's just a combination of just thousands upon millions of tiny little decisions. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's just one tiny decision and then another tiny decision, and then another, and you're actually chipping away at that coal face every single day. And then you slowly, and then one day you'll look back. Like when I look back now where I was six years ago when I just packed my job in and I couldn't really afford the studio and I took it on and I was like, ah, and I didn't, and sometimes I didn't pay myself and all of that. I've come on so far since then, like massively. And I found one of my notebooks and was like, one day I will have a podcast, (laughs) a website, you know, all of this kind of stuff, run a retreat, all of these things, which I do now just without thinking about it. But once upon a time, those were my dreams. And then gradually over time, they've manifested. But it's actually being clear. So what can I manifest now, Dan? Mm, Manifest Mm. your cold going away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what that's my main focus. So just kind of piggybacking off the the last thing you said when you said you got your notebook and you were you were reading what you'd what you previously um what your previous thoughts were mm-hmm. that you did it correctly you were saying I will have a podcast I will have a studio oh yeah um, I'm very definite in my wills <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty much the same as saying I do have a podcast I do have a studio yeah. like act as if you already have those things because this is something I kind of am made the mistake of when I heard, first heard about visualization and manifestation. It was the, like, you want these things in the future, mm-hmm. obviously, but then when you, when you're having that kind of mental self-talk, you, I was using the language of wanting these things and just seeing how much I want them all the time. Mm. So I want to be in the fitness industry. I want this, I want that. But then trouble is, the universe and yourself and your actions just manifest wanting all the time. Yeah. You're <laughs> you know the person I mean? who wants that thing. You're, not yeah, you so, are the person who has that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, that was a, mm. that was a big mistake that I kind of made. And, and when I first kind of got taught, I realized, I realized the mistake. I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's totally nonsensical to just constantly want something because you're just manifesting, wanting it all the time. Mm. You have to act as if you already have it. Yeah. If you act as if you're the person that is healthy, you will go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. So if you act as if you already are that way, you will do the actions in between. So that's a really important distinction to make and uh, like a mistake that I, that I made. So yeah, try and get that one right. Yeah. What does your future self look like? What, what, how do they act? How do they speak? What did they read? Where did they go? 
all of those kinds of things. That's how you start to manifest these things. And then you slowly become that person. And it is a slow process. Like another thing for me, like sometimes you, the universe doesn't have, um, it doesn't work on a linear timeline like we do. So like when I kind of wanted a studio, the universe gave us it straight away, like within a week. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this universe thing is, it does really work. And I was like, get in. How now when am I going to manifest my Porsche? But that didn't really work out. <laughs> but like the universe doesn't have a timeline like we do. So some type people, you can spend a lifetime manifesting something and it'll just happen at the end of, you know, like towards the end. But you hope that it'll happen soon. But the more you work towards it, was it what that famous quote, the harder I worked, the luckier I got. Gabby Bernstein calls it co-creating. So it's not just the universe is delivering. You are co-creating with the universe. I quite like that. 100%. I say this all the time. I really believe in if you put the work in, the universe will just meet you halfway. Yeah. And so if you do kind of 50% of the effort, the universe will do 50%. But if you only put 25% effort in, no, so will the universe. 25. So yeah. Mm. So, so you're not, so you're, you're so far off like fulfilling your potential. So and it, it's weird with all of those in, instances where we've, we've really gone for something and yeah, opportunities just start opening up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and like you don't actively control those opportunities, but weirdly they just happen. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it definitely happens. Oh God. I totally believe in it. The law of attraction and all of that kind of thing that you become, but yeah, you do have to work with the universe, not just sit back and go, right. Yeah. I'm going to become the person who can, you know, have the perfect body, the perfect house, everything. You've got to work for it. Um, so I've got some top tips here for manifesting and visualizing. Uh, number one, create a plan and stick to it. I think we've been, we've done that one very, very specific. Number two, practice gratitude. I haven't really mentioned that. It's like be happy with where you are and practice gratitude along the way. Attitude of gratitude. Yeah, I think the phrase which sums that up for me is happily dissatisfied. Yeah. So be happy with where you're at because you could be in a lot worse situations, especially if you're like us, you live in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be so grateful. God, it could be so much worse. Like yeah. your your worst day of your life could probably literally be someone else's happiest day of their lives. Mm-hmm. So be happy with what you've got and what's going on, but be disf- dissatisfied in the fact that you want to pursue more. You want to get better. You want to achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. So happily dissatisfied sums it up for me. That's a good one. Yeah. So practice gratitude. Number three, raise your vibration. Like if you're eating crap and, you know, you don't move and you're feeling tired, how are you going to manifest your goals? So you've got to raise your vibration on all levels. So um, eating good quality food, drinking good quality water, getting good quality sleep, all of the stuff that we talk about all the time, the foundation principles, you've really got to dive deep into those because this is my new favorite phrase. You are the golden goose. So you are the one who's going to manifest those golden eggs. So, and to do that, you've got to be in the best health that you can be. So don't do any of the, you know, like gossiping about people, you know, people who are on a higher vibration, they haven't got time for anybody else's tittle tattle. You know, it's like stick with your goals and stop getting down and, oh, you know, you know the kind of people, don't you, Dan? I think when you, you kind of raise your vibration really high and you get really healthy and really happy and really focused on achieving good things and helping other people as well. 
Mm-hmm. It kind of it's like a compound effect. It, it multiplies like all aspects of, of your life. So, for instance, you get these um, people who are often really good in business and they achieve high levels of wealth, but then they're also really healthy. They get in good shape. They have good relationships. Um, they help charities. So, like it's this compound effect because their vibration is really high. It's mm-hmm. not just it's not just money. Normally, if, if you achieve like real success in one thing. Like you might be an absolutely amazing athlete, best in the world. That often comes with financial gain as well. Mm-hmm. And then again, they might help charities, they help other people. So it is a compound effect. If you raise your vibration that high, you're going to level up on so many um, like spectrums. So mm-hmm. yeah, raising your vibration is really important. Yeah. Increase your container. And number four is don't be afraid to ask for things. And um, watch out for all the signs coming down from the universe. Yeah, being afraid to ask is a big one. Like, but no man is an island. Mm. You can't expect a thing to do, be an expert at everything. There's people, believe it or not, there's people who are better than you at, at some things. What? No. <laughs> exactly. Hence why coaches and mentors exist. Even some of the richest people in the world, so you get mentors. Yeah, Richard Branson has about 10 at any one time. Yeah. so Who's going to so, say he's bad at business? <laughs> exactly. Even some of the healthiest, fittest people in the world look at, Cristiano Ronaldo, you th- he probably has 15 different types of coach. He probably has yeah. a football coach, a strength and conditioning coach, a stretching coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll probably have a breathing coach. I was listening to um, uh, Conor McGregor, the famous UFC fighter. When he was kind of really gaining um, success, he started studying things like the law of attraction and watching The Secret. And then he studied other successful um, athletes. And he ended up in a conversation with LeBron James, probably the best one of the best basketballers ever. And LeBron James was saying he spent 20 million of his own, his own earned money on physiotherapy, on a chef, on all these health things outside of what his club were doing for him. And mm. McGregor was like, well, I spent zero. I <laughs> like, and he just, he realized to get to the absolute pinnacle, those tiny increments take a lot more effort to mm. get, to get from 1% to 90% is a relative amount of effort, but to get to 90 to 99% could take 10 years. It's the difference between being an amateur or a professional, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that yeah. Last 1% takes like 99% of the mm. effort to, to create that last little bit. And are you willing to go that one step further to 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 get your dreams? And, you know, the majority of the people aren't. And that's what makes, that's the difference between the yeah, top yeah. performing athletes and the non-performing athletes. It's the kind of, are you just interested or are you mm-hmm. committed when you totally commit to something, it's like jumping off a cliff. There's no, you kind of get back to the top then. Mm. Like you, you have to just totally commit. And that's when, that's when doors start opening and that type of thing. Yeah. I see it all the time in, um, you know, when I do a lot of like nutrition and dietary advice and stuff and people like, go, Oh, I really want to lose some weight. And I did it. And when you actually start talking to them about what they're going to have to give up to actually achieve their goals, not what they're going to add in, just what they're going to give up is the first thing. Mm. And they're like, mm, can't do it, can't do it. And it's like, well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do then? Stay the same. Or, you know, go on to the next thing that's just a fad and like that they've done before. And, you know, it's uh, it's sad really, but that's the way that it goes, isn't it? That's the uh, difference. That's it, yeah. I remember having a, a conversation with a client quite a few years ago now start talking about diet and I was giving us some recommendations and I was like, well, what do you, you know, what do you eat 
like regularly for breakfast. She was like, oh, I'll just have like a cereal bar. So I was saying, that's probably not the best thing for you to see these different options. So it would be good if you could give those up and replace them with something else. And it was like this absolutely gigantic <laughs> barrier that just couldn't be done. She just didn't, couldn't comprehend the fact that she, she couldn't have them. And she wasn't, she wouldn't lie. She wasn't lying to me about what she's saying. I just can't do it. I just, she's like, I've got four boxes in the cupboard. I was like, we'll just throw them out. It'll probably only cost you six pound. Just can't do it. I just, I just won't. I was like, well, can you give uh-huh. them to someone else? Or, ah, uh, no, I just, I won't do it. No, that's just one case of that little thing could have been a trigger to many other small Lots changes of other stuff in the, the right barriers. direction. Yeah. So, and the barriers that we put up, we don't even realize that they're there. Like that lady won't have, uh, won't have even known that was a barrier to actual their health. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, miseducation edu- like miseducation comes in a little bit because mm. she she thought she was making a healthy choice. Yeah. But then to pay me as a coach and then to just totally ignore me, that's like, well, it's kind of self-sabotage as well. So, Well, it happens a lot though, doesn't it? Like, why do people buy coaches? (laughs) Pay us. (laughs) And we tell them. And then they're like, "Mm, I'm not doing that. And it's not like we say stuff that, you know, uh, my first thing is always just write down what you're eating. That's it. Just one thing. Don't change anything. Just write it down. Oh, can't do that. Like, well, okay then. Why Why are you paying me? Easy money back. <laughs> that, yeah, That's why I always fancy like saying I have sucked clients before, by the way. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, sometimes like they aren't the right client, you aren't the right coach for them. Yeah, Someone exactly. Else might be better for them, so it's 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 fair on both levels, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But if you are working on a high vibration, then you know you'll attract the people in who are at the same level. Yeah, you can also look at it as a challenge for you as well. Mm. It might it might be your your you might experience a difficult client, like speaking as coaches, that's a chance for you to level up and say, no one, everyone who comes to me is not going to be this perfect client who is going to listen. I might get people yeah. who are awkward and I have to fight. And then, but then if you can convince them to live a healthier life and then that's your chance to level up as well. So there's two ways of thinking about it. It's, it's challenging. And like I said previously, like humans are so complex. It's, it can be <laughs> difficult. Kind of, yeah. It's bad yeah. dealing with yourself sometimes in mind other people. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, just be um, so be clear, uh, practice gratitude, raise your vibration, and then don't be afraid to ask. And that's about it, Dan. I think that's what all I've got to say. Have you got to say anything? Yeah, I just, I just kind of want to stress how powerful it is if it's just, if you just mm. totally go for it, just believe it, just believe that they like have a real clear vision and actually believe it. And like, I just want to give some examples that. I think a lot of people hear this saying all the time, but they don't really comprehend how powerful it is that the unconscious mind is something like 10 times more powerful than the conscious mind. Mm. And a good example of that is like when you're asleep, you pretty much go unconscious, but your mind's still working and you can, you can have nightmares. You can, you can sleepwalk. You can do some crazy stuff in your sleep and it's just totally out of control. But Mm -hmm your brain and your vision and your thoughts are so powerful. It has a physical reaction. Mm-hmm. You wake up in a cold sweat. You might wake up with your head in the fridge and you don't even know you've done <laughs> it. So if your brain can be that powerful to do something in the short term, which has very physical effects, imagine if you kind of have affirmations or prayers or visualizations every mm. day of your life and you really commit and totally believe it. And you, you act as if you are the person who already has those things. It, mm-hmm. At some level, you can not become that person. Yeah. You just you have to commit to it 100%. Yeah. 
my can I say my favorite quote from Carl Jung? Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. Yeah, that's a very good one. And I think fate's used by people is, is a soft oh, yeah. excuse a lot of the it time. It is. It's, uh, it's fate or genetic. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's laziness and it's blaming other people for your problems. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? No, I think I think we wrapped it up pretty well. I just I'm just now going to start manifesting this file not crashing again. So yeah, I'm manifesting that now. I'm praying that the file don't crash and we're going to do this for a third time. <laughs> but we're really good at manifesting by the end of this. <laughs> I'm praying to the Zoom gods, <laughs> the gods of Zoom, the gods of podcast, the gods of podcast. Please let this happen. So if you're listening to this, guys, you'll know the gods of podcasting were favourable to us. And if you listen to this in like a year's time from the, <laughs> it is now the 29th of September, 2021, then you realize don't listen to anything we say and because we're obviously not that good. <laughs> we can't manifest a thing. So, <laughs> so thank you for listening guys. And um, hopefully I'll be back with my normal voice next, next time. Um, as always, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, my website, organicpilates.co.uk and all over the interweb. Yep, great. We're releasing new content every Monday. Remember, you can let us know about any topics that you would like to that you would like us to discuss and give our hippie take on. So hippie vibe, yeah. Huh? Hippie yeah. Vibe, yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. Well, thank you. See you soon.